What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Monday, June 9th, 2014. You guys are listening to episode 163, uh, back on track as far as when I do this um, during the week. And I uh, got a great show for you. So I'm sitting here. I'm energized. I actually got some coffee today, which I haven't gotten in a long time. So there's a little pep in my step. So uh, I am ready to go for sure. Uh, I hope everybody is well. I hope you guys had a uh, good week or actually short week um, in between the shows because I think I got the last one out on uh, late on Wednesday night or something. So you guys probably didn't get in until Thursday. So this is a quick turnaround. But uh, a lot of things to talk about. I first want to start the podcast by saying, uh, again, I usually don't go to iTunes too much. Or um, People always ask me, a lot of people ask, like, do you listen to your podcast and do you, do you listen all the time? No, I don't, to be honest. So if I sound like a fucking idiot, you guys know before I do. Uh, sometimes what I'll do is I will just make sure that the sound is right. I will make sure that, like... You know, that like it flowed right into the beginning and the sound is right. But that that's pretty much it. You know, I don't sit there and listen for an hour, which I probably should because I'd probably get a lot of jokes out of it. Um, and so I don't really go to, you know, to iTunes. I just make sure that through, um, you know, where I'm putting it up, uploading it, that is all working properly and all that stuff. That That's how, you know, uh, I do it. Now... Um, I did though today, however, I did go to iTunes. I was on iTunes and I, you know, I was, uh, I saw my podcast there and I clicked on it and sometimes I clicked to see, you know, if any reviews came in and, um, I was, uh, pleasantly surprised that a handful of, um, new iTunes reviews came in and thank you guys. Obviously you're listening to this because these were, um, new reviews that came in between, I guess, May and, and now June. And uh, really humbled and thankful for some of the things that you guys are saying about the show. I honestly, I don't even know how to thank you enough. I was reading those comments and I was literally sitting back saying, wow, uh, people saying that they listen to a ton of podcasts and the most popular podcasts in the country and they put mine right with it. Um, you know, awesome. So thank you guys so much. And please, if you're a new listener and you have a couple of minutes, just take the time to do it. Let me know what you think. Um, everything has been really positive. One person said that they love the show. The only thing is that, you know, I put the show up during the week when I want, and that is a problem. And I am sorry about that. Like, I'm just, well, fuck it. I'm not going to apologize if I, you know, if I'm sick and I got kids, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I wish that I was able to, you know, get them out there on Mondays and Tuesdays. And, and that's really what I tried to do. Just know this uh, for the future, guys. If you don't see a post that I'm not doing the show by like Wednesday, then that means I am going to do it. It's just coming out late. And I'm going to try to make those as uh, few and far between as possible. But really, thank you for the reviews. And uh, here we go. I wanted to open the show um, by saying, by talking about the Tracy Morgan um, accident and you know, it's pretty, um, pretty nuts because I was sleeping and we were about to go to my son's t-ball game on Saturday morning and my wife comes in the bedroom and his t-ball games are really early. So we got to be out of the house before nine o'clock. My wife was up with them maybe an hour, you know, before I got up and she just walked into the bedroom and she says, you know, Tracy Morgan got into an accident, this and that. And, um, you know, of course that sucked and I, I, I heard that it, it was a bad accident and then, you know, I'm looking on my phone and on Twitter 
um, whenever there were breaks at my son's game. You know, when I go to my son's game and shit, I don't like to be on my phone looking at stuff. Like, I don't want to be one of those dickhead dads. I mean, that would be an unacceptable somebody else can have, like going to your kid's game and being on your phone and shit. Like, I think that that's completely just ridiculous. You know, although my mom used to go to my football games and for her it was just talking to her, like the other parents and then like I'd have like a good run or I would like do something and she would just look up when people would try and go, yeah, Paul, and then just go back to talking about like what people were doing on the, you know, on the weekend or whatever. But um, I was, you know, at my son's t-ball game and I'm looking at my phone and, you know, obviously dreading hearing any bad news, don't want to hear any bad news. And I also heard that uh, Artie Fuqua, who's a comedian, who I, I've worked with Artie at Stand Up New York before, but uh, not much. But you know, I know him, and I knew that he was um, in in the in the, I guess the bus limo with them or whatever. So there was a few of them there, a handful of them. And um, unfortunately, uh, somebody I didn't know, I believe his name. I don't want to disrespect. I believe his name is James McNear. Um, 63 years old, and they called him uh, Uncle Jimmy Mac or Jimmy Mac, and he passed away. So my uh, wow, heartfelt condolences to and and just prayers to the family, and you know may he rest in peace. That's horrible, but uh, I had, had knew about those names on the bus just from what I read, and then I looked at my Twitter and I saw Harris Stanton on there. And um, some of you guys may not know, Harris Stanton is a friend of mine. Harris Stanton and I, uh, we did this uh, show at Caroline's together, and we were doing like a little tour, um, like, you know, stand-up guy who had little kids, like, so we called it like stand-up dads, and we just did a little thing, and me and Harris uh, got on, uh, we did Channel 11 morning news together, and they, you know, we were joking around, changing like dolls, diapers, you know, just stupid shit on, on morning, um, you know, news, but Harris was with me, and Harris and I used to, you know, always talk and stuff and I recently saw him down at the stand comedy club because he took part in the um last Patrice O'Neill benefit so when I saw his name you know I was just like oh man I mean and and I wanted everybody of course you know goes without saying I wanted everybody to be okay but Harris is a friend of mine and they said like you know a handful of people were in critical condition intensive care and they were airlifted so, um, you know, I was just praying that, you know, praying and, and hoping and it kind of screwed up my morning and day. And then that evening, or I should say that afternoon, I found out that Harris was one, there a couple of people walked away from this and he was one of them. And then, uh, yesterday and, uh, today I found out that, uh, Tracy, uh, Morgan is, um, you know, I guess he broke his leg, his nose, a couple of ribs, but he's uh, going to be in the hospital for a few weeks. But, you know, it looks like he's, you know, going to pull through this. And, and you know, so uh, I was I was really glad to uh, to hear that. Uh, I hate those tractor trailers on the road. I drive with them all the time at night. And every time you drive past them, you either want to just fly past them or, or let them go ahead. It's just it's just always scary. And I guess this driver fell asleep and hit their uh, limo bus. Just really scary stuff that could happen to anybody, and um, you know. So I'm I'm really glad that you know those guys are gonna be all right. And again, my uh, I didn't know Jimmy Mack. I never worked with him, but uh, it seemed like he was really beloved by many. And uh, it's just a horrible thing. Um, the weird thing was, you know, uh, recently Tracy Morgan and I had a couple of you know, conversations. He saw me do a set and he was really complimentary of, of a long set and a story that I told on stage. And he was telling me how like there was a certain character in my story that I could actually go in and do that character. 
And um, he actually grabbed me by the collar in frustration because uh, he goes, do that other character. You know, he was really trying to, you know, to help me with that. But it, it was nice. And then another time he said something really nice to me um, over at the stand uh, after my set. And, uh, and we talked for a while. So I recently, you know, talked to Tracy and is a few weeks ago and, you know, went out of his way to be nice to me. And, you know, it's just you hear that and you're just like you realize how quick this shit can end. It really, it's just, you know, it's that quick, you know, one minute you're with your friends sitting in a limo bus and, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just scary stuff. So, uh, you know, just, uh, hope for a quick and uh, fast recovery for, for those guys. And, um, and that's it. I just wanted to address that on the show because that's something that, you know, again, hit the uh, comedy community pretty hard and comedy community is very tight knit, very supportive of one another and seeing all the tweets and stuff was, was pretty, amazing to see how many people reach out from all areas so i just wanted to address that on the show and uh, move on from there now one thing i want to talk about and I, don't worry guys i got the unacceptables i got a lot of stuff with sports because we got the horse race we got the nba finals we got the stanley cup finals in hockey um unacceptables from from fans and also myself and uh, we're going to talk about some stuff but here's one thing i wanted to talk about on the show today because I just I just thought about it at my son's t-ball game, and then just uh, went to a birthday party yesterday, and you know, I'm not trying to sound funny here, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm really being genuine with this. Where's the line drawn where what a coach, a teacher, uh, another parent can say to your kids? Where does that line like? What when does it like? You know, and, and nothing, nobody said anything to my son uh, at all. And, uh, but see, like the thing with me is this, and this is what a problem is with me. Um, I, I wouldn't, I, I guess I, I guess you could say I'm kind of like a very easygoing, like I feel like I'm an unflappable type of, you know, personality. I feel like the way that I go about my business and stuff, like it takes a real lot to get me to a level where I'm upset. And when I get there, I get there really hard. You know, like it once once I've been turned over to the dark side, so to speak, I go I, I you know, it's it's ugly, but it takes so much. And friends of mine and and and, and people will tell you that like it you got to really push it hard with me to get me really upset. Now, when it comes to my children, that fuse is a lot shorter, and I'm really not saying this to sound funny. I'm trying to be as as serious, but I, I w- if you wanted to get me like get me in jail or like really like have me lose my mind and say, "Wow, this guy's nuts," just talk to my kid the wrong way or act a certain way to my kid, because I'm not kidding around. Like, I not only will I threaten a young kid, I will threaten a young kid. I'm not even saying that to be like if a nine year old. Or something like I almost snapped on this little boy at this party because my son was doing those things where you know like where that claw drops into like a toy bin and then you got to claw it and then take it over and drop it in the thing. It's almost, you know, like a vending fucking thing. Well, one kid, my son was trying to get something and this kid kind of like put his hand lightly on my son's arm 
and kind of pushed him, but like not really. And me and my son both looked at the kid and I didn't know. And the kid goes, can I get that for you? I want to get that for you. And the kid was actually trying to help my son and it was a nice thing. But in my mind, I'm like, dude, I'll fucking, I'll fucking wedge this kid's body into this fucking vending machine and his parents are going to have to use the claw to get him back. Like, that's what I was thinking because I I just, I go to red right with shit like that. And I think this is going to be a problem for me and something I need to work on because if a coach speaks to my son in a certain way where he's teaching him, that's fine. If a coach, you know, says to my son, come on, Lucas, we got to do this. I need you to pay, you know, you, you got like, that's one thing. I'm going to let a guy coach my kid. You know, if I'm not the coach, I'm going to let a guy coach the kid. But like, if somebody yells or if I see somebody grunt or if I like if somebody like called over like you know some of these NBA coaches like why did you you know and they start screaming that shit happens to my kid like that's not good with me and whether I'm right or wrong that's not good with me you shut your fucking mouth okay you don't talk to my child like that I don't give a shit I'm not even like you don't talk to my kid like that another parent I'll just fucking I'll just you know I'll just be like listen man you, you seriously need to shut the fuck up okay seriously my son is clearly smarter and definitely better looking than your kid. My son is a sweetheart and your fucking daughter or son sucks. And that's why we're even having this discussion. Because if your kid didn't suck, okay, if your kid didn't suck, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But because my kid so much doesn't suck and is a good kid and your kid acts like he just got released into the wild from a fucking cage you've been keeping him in for fucking years, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So control your kid and it probably comes from you at home. Stay the fuck away from me and don't talk to me. I don't give a fuck. And I'm going to tell you something else. If an 11 or 12 year old kid comes up to my son or does something to my son or daughter when they're 11 or 12, I'd be, well, you just got to let him fight for himself. Of course, I will let him fight for themselves. And I'll tell my son or daughter, if somebody does that, you know, you say, don't do that again. And if they do it again, if it takes you whacking them in the face to not do it, then that's, and I'll be the first to go to the school and tell the principal or the teacher, yeah, well, my son was told, you know, if he keeps getting egged on and it's not going to stop, he needs to stop it. And if, if these people bother him, you know what's funny? I'm getting heated and argue about this, and my kids are two and five, so this is completely irrelevant to, to to reality. But I'm just saying, like, there's gonna be a time, you know, there's going to be a time where something like this happens, and I don't think, I swear to God, I think I'll go right up to an 11 year old and go, "Listen, don't ever touch my son again, okay? Don't ever touch my son or my daughter again." You know, I, I don't really associate, I know I keep saying my son, cause I, and I know that I shouldn't be naive to girls being bullies and doing that too, so I should associate both, uh, so I will, but like, I'll go up to an 11 year old and go, don't you ever, ever do that again, or things are going to be really bad for you, really bad for you, okay? I did a joke in my act where I was like, I, I've accepted going to jail for stalking and beating a kid and his family, I fucking, fuck them all, you know? But I just don't know where the line is with coaches and people talking to your children a certain way, you know, because I'll be very nice with anybody, but like, you know that that's going to happen, or I'm sure you've seen that happen. Matter of fact, if you guys had that happen, or if somebody saw another parent or coach, get, you know, get to me through uh, either Twitter or Facebook and let me know what happened. I just want to see, I'm interested in that. Because I have a very, and I think pro- part of my issue is that, you know, um, I don't know if it came from my, you know, my parents' divorce when I was five years old and kind of just moving around a lot. You know, my mom moved us a lot, so I, I would get really popular 
and I would um, get friends and I would play sports and get a girlfriend and everything would be going great. And then like f- like four or five years was like the window of how much time I had somewhere. So I moved a bunch of times in crucial parts. And I think maybe that kind of, you know, gave some sort of insecurity or vulnerability to me in that area. So like even if I'm at a playground now and someone runs up to my son, I'm very locked into what's going on and what's being said because I just I just fear my son or my daughter. Um, my daughter's really too young to go through this stuff at the park because she'd just like sit in the sand or like hang out with the other babies. But like my son now, once he reached like three, four or five years old, you know, um, you know, you, you, I'm very locked in to see like if somebody's going to say something to him, if somebody does say something to him that hurts his feelings, how he's going to, you know, deal with it and all that. Uh, so, um, you know, that that's, you know, that's that's what I what I think about that. And and I don't know, you know, what what the right thing to to really say or do is if 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 it does happen. But I just want to be like, I just want to be there because, I, you know, I guess sometimes, you know subconsciously maybe when I moved around things happened with me or I wish I would have been able to handle things a certain way and I just don't want it to happen to my kids so um, I'm going to be that overprotective dude I am with my kids and that's why I admire that guy in Florida who got on the bus when people were making fun of his daughter you know and he just snapped and, and you know things stopped and he talked about it on Oprah so there you go he won like I don't care. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to put me in jail for being a great dad and not wanting my, oh, well, you know, you got to let nature. No, fuck nature. Your kid sucks. I'm not going to let it happen to my kid. Nature, the nature of bad behavior needs to change. And if it takes fucking scaring the life out of some little cocksucker, then that's what it's going to take. You know what I mean? People are like, well, no, it's going to happen and you have to. No, but it doesn't have to happen because then the parents suck. And I'll tell you something right now. If a father got in my face and said, you know, my son said something, you shouldn't say something to my son. I'll say, well, you weren't there to say it too. I did tell your son and I'm glad your son told you. And now I'm telling you, what are you going to do about it? Fucking Barry or whatever your name is. What are you going to do about it? Fuck out of here. You know, my son and daughter, as long as I am standing upright and I'm around, my son and daughter are really, really not going to deal with too much. And if they do, it's going to be nipped in the bud really quickly, regardless of any kind of consequences for me, period. And and if this means I would fight with my wife, then I'll fight with my wife about it, you know. And I mean, she would agree to a certain extent. Maybe I'll go too far. I don't give a fuck. This life is too short and anything that I could do to make my children not have their feelings hurt or feel bad in any way I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. You know, I'll tell a judge. I'll be like, judge, you got kids? I love how I put myself in court already. (laughs) Oh my God. It's just, this is a heated thing for me. You know, I, yeah, like I will never let people talk to my children in a certain way. And especially, God be with, okay, God be with a coach or somebody in athletics who like just wants to win for their legacy talking to my son or daughter in a certain way because I'll have the fucking whole community fucking hate me. I will fucking, I will, I mean, dude, I would fucking, if a coach went to my son or daughter, I would calmly go, listen, dude, listen, listen, listen to me. Okay, look in my face right now. Listen to me. I'm going to try to do this as calm as possible. Listen. 
your legacy in this shitty little community with your little sports thing that you think matters with your dinners and these fucking people going, oh yeah, look at him, he's a baseball, means nothing, okay? Means nothing. You have a regular day job, you're nobody. You're nobody. And if you think for one fucking second that you winning a little fucking community game that nobody gives a fuck about, okay, are going to talk to my kid a certain way because you're trying to do that, then, then, then I will fucking seriously, seriously make you experience fucking pain. I will fucking put you in a full Nelson at the pitcher's mound and make you eat fucking dirt while you're trying to mumble the words, I'm sorry, with all the other parents listening to you. I don't give a fuck. I will make you eat a baseball if you, for one second, make my kid feel uncomfortable. Now listen, if you say something and you're right, the kid's not hustling, you know, they're not doing the right thing, they're goofing off, that's one thing. But if you fucking, like, pull some Bobby Knight shit on my children, it's a wrap, everybody. You're gonna be reading. You're going to be reading. Comedian Paul Verzi loses mind at sporting event and tries to make coach eat rubber. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen on my watch. Hands fucking down. I had another cocksucker yesterday. This isn't even unacceptable. Well, actually, yeah, you know what? This will be unacceptable. Let's go into that. I'm sorry. I got a little heated. This is a very uh, (laughs) hypothetical heated... uh, you know, discussion here on episode 163. So I apologize for the uh, excessive violence and language this early in the podcast. But uh, that's just how I feel. When it comes to my kids, I think everything is, it's, that's when it's all over. That's my weakness. You want to know my weakness? It's my kids. Um, all right. And here's another thing too. Like, and this will, this will kind of lead into, this will lead into the, you know, then I'll get into the unacceptables and we'll go from there. Wow. I can't believe I just ranted for 21 minutes about parents or coaches messing with my children. So you guys are either loving this right now and thinking it's hilarious or you're like, wow, this guy needs therapy. I, I hope it's not the latter. Okay. So when is it enough like to... So forgetting the coaches and, you know, the parents and people talking to kids. When does it get weird when people, like, look and stare at your kids even if they're being nice? You know, that's another thing that I noticed. Um, matter of fact, this morning, today, I took my son. I dropped my son off to school, and it was just me and my little girl. My wife is in Orlando, Florida for business for a few days with her company. So it's just me and the kids, and, we're you know, I, I take my daughter, you know, or my wherever. We'll go out to eat and do something. So I dropped Lucas off. And uh, me and Soph go to Dunkin' Donuts, and you know she wants a, a donut, and we're sitting there, and um, it wasn't too packed, and usually this Dunkin' Donuts is mobbed, and we're sitting down, and she's sitting across from me, and she gets her strawberry sprinkled donut, and I'm sitting across from her, you know, uh, trying to eat healthy because I'm on this insane diet, which is actually working, by the way. So. This guy's online. The line just starts to grow. And now the end of the line is like by our table because it started to grow. So some women are looking over and they're going to look at her, you know. And my daughter is insanely cute and, you know, just sweet. And, you know, so she's sitting there and she's smiling. She's eating her donut and people are getting walking in, getting a kick out of her. She's got her cute little haircut and she just bites and smiles. And everyone's looking over and, you know, I'm looking at them, looking at her. And everything is fine. And. 
Then some dude is online and he just kind of like leans over and he didn't have like pink eye or like a bad sty in his eye, but just one of his eyes was a little fucked up. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know if he had like a, a cut, like a little Forrest whitaker type, type of eye, you know, a little bit. And he just leans over and he goes, that's good, isn't it? And I just laughed it off and like, you know, and then, and then he just like, like, not like puts his head in a little closer like he's a fucking giraffe or something and he goes is that strawberry huh is that strawberry with sprinkles and i kind of like laugh it off and then he just like leans his head even more and he was like you like sprinkles don't you i was just and then at that point like afterwards like then i started to get like i I could and then he kind of just backed up but i wanted to be like yeah dude she's fucking like strawberries and sprinkles that's why that's why it's all over her face that's why she's eating it head first, and um, you know I'm trying to sit here and enjoy breakfast with my daughter. Can you fu- can you back up first? Like I, I appreciate the you know I appreciate the 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 oh she's cute. I appreciate all that. I get it. But like you know yeah she's cute. Now fucking back up. Go get your shitty donut and coffee and go get fatter. Okay. And fu- you know don't put your fucking mugshot fucked up eye grill your dirtiness in front of my daughter like that i don't need her seeing faces of old men like that now or ever i should say you know it just i don't know i'm just getting really protect i guess the whole point of this is i'm getting protective of my children man i I really am the older they get you know i'm getting protective of them and i want them to be you know i want them to be properly treated and taken care of and and not anything other than that is, is just completely it just can't happen um so all right we'll get into the unacceptables now i didn't realize how much how long i was running on this okay uh anyway here we go unacceptable for the week we'll do it from the fans and then we will do mine and then we got some other stuff to talk about all right here we go unacceptable from the fans from twitter this one is from jim hall and the Twitter feed is at Hall underscore monitor 92. And uh, he says, um, Busboy took my plate while I was still eating and then just kept walking. That's, I mean, that's, a, that's insanely unacceptable. And and you know what that happened to me the other day where like we were eating and like the lady was just like a, like a hawk. Just like a hawk that's going around the nest of her fucking, you know, or their, their fucking whatever you call baby hawks. Just fuck it. Just going around. Just And she's just like, are you, gonna, are you guys done with that? So I was like, no, you could take that. You can, can you take that? Can you take that? And I don't like when they're like, can I take that? And there's just crumbs. It's like, yeah, you could take it. Well, what do you think we're going to do? Go fucking nose first into this thing and break our nose in a plate to get two crumbs? Get the fucking thing out of here. You know? But then, like, when there's, like, clearly still food or picking it, then they like to use, are you still picking at that? It's like, if that was going to be your first question, then maybe just leave that and then have the person at the table say, you could take this too. So that is unacceptable. I totally get that. And anytime it has to do with food, you know, like we were talking on the last one, food, money, anything like that, it's like, you got to be, you got to understand you know, stop taking it. That's somebody that hates their job and wants to get out of work quick, or they're just so new that they're too much on it. But that is unacceptable, so that's a good one. Um, there's a lot of food-based ones this week. The next one is from uh, High Dash T 
T like Thomas 3K. The Twitter feed is at Laurie London, L-O-R-R-I London. People who double dip. Now, here's the thing with double dippers. I have two things with this. Number one, it is absolutely unacceptable because germs and everything. Number two, I think if you do double dip, I think it is an, it is an absolute direct attack on how you were grown up and your parents and you just don't. Because if you don't have that sense in you, if you don't know, hey, I just bit something and my mouth and germs are on this part. Oh, but wait, I want more sauce. Here I go again. If, you, if you're not understanding that that's fucked up to the people around, you know, I don't even mind. Listen, if you dip, like, let's just, I'm just going to use this for, for a, for a, you know, in, for a sense of, ar- for the argument here, okay? Let's just say you had a, I don't know, like a hot dog and you wanted to dip the hot dog in, there was, let's say there's a special kind of hot dog where you, there's no bun, it's just great, you eat it with your fucking hands. I don't know, maybe it's a bad example. And you dip it in spicy mustard and you bite that side of it. If you flip the hot dog around to the clean side and do it, I don't mind that. I actually respect that. Okay, this guy knows there's germs and it's basically like he's got a new one and his hand is over the part that he, fine. Still weird. You should probably just fucking wait till you get, but that's, the, the double dipping is unacceptable because they're strangers and it's just weird. You know, I'm getting to the point now where, I, like I said on, on, on a um, previous podcast, like I don't, I can't shake somebody's hand and then touch my dick. I can't do it. Even one now, I'm getting weird with it, but it's just like, I just shake, you know, cause you just shook someone's hand and now they could have shaken a million hands and now you're putting no, those germs on your dick. I don't, you know, so uh, yeah, I, I don't even, whatever. So double dipping. Absolutely. I don't like that one at all. That one is, um, that's, that's, def- it's just something you should know. That's the beauty about unacceptable. Unacceptable is something that like should be common knowledge and you just shouldn't do. And then people do it and you see it. Okay, the last one is um, someone by the name Bo Vice, B-O Vice, and the Twitter feed is at, what the hell was that? That just sounded like a fucking deer jumped on my deck. Holy shit, I hope a dog's not chasing my cat or something. Anyway, um, it's Bo Vice at, the Twitter feed is at Taco Jones. A group of people, a big, like a large group of people, took up the entire sidewalk, and then they just moved slow as fuck. So anybody walking on that side of the street, like basically, couldn't get behind him. Is what this guy is saying. Unacceptable, unacceptable, and not conscious. Listen, what you got to say if you're in that group is you got to be like, look. There's a bunch of us walking here, okay, and we're taking over. We at least need to have a pace so people behind us. People have places to go, and they don't give a shit about your big party. It's it's just so, you know, inconsiderate and just unacceptable. That's another one that when I read that, I was like, yeah. So now I got to get somewhere. I need to either catch a bus. I need to get to a job. I need to do something. And because a fucking camp is going to a Mets game, you know, or, you know, a shitty Mets game because the Mets stink. I have to fucking just sit here and wait. Like, that's bullshit. That's unacceptable. I'd be like, move. Can you guys move or get a straight line, please? Just fucking move. So there's actually other people that want to walk. Unacceptable. I just realized that half of this podcast is angry. And now that I look at the rest of it, I think the whole podcast is angry. So, because I didn't even get to my unacceptable yet. 
and um, that one's going to annoy me. Yeah, so this is about uh, three quarters of just anger. So what are you going to do? It happens, guys. It happens. They all can't be happy ones. Um, here we go. So that was the third. Oh, I meant to read this one last time, and I didn't. And this gentleman went out of his way to write me a long one. Jonathan Wark, you are a fan. I know you are. And uh, you've said some really nice things about myself in the podcast. I appreciate it and don't think I left you out. See, that's what I do here at the Verzi Effect, people. Okay? If you go out of your way, you put in time and work to the show, I'm not leaving you hanging. But I, I couldn't find it last time and that's why. And I was looking all over for it, to be honest, and I found it. So here we go. Thank you, by the way, to Jim Hall, uh, HY-T3K, and uh, Bo Vice. Thank you. The Twitter feeds are uh, at Hall underscore monitor for the busboy taking the food while you're still eating. At Lori London, uh, people who double dip. And at Taco Jones, group of people take up the sidewalk and just walk slow as fuck. Thank you, guys. Keep them coming. I will read more next week. Now, Jonathan, you wrote me something here. And I'm just going to read it to everybody. And then we could talk about it. All right. So here we go. This was yours that I, you, 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 you wrote a big thing and, um, I'm going to read it. So here we go. Unacceptable submission too long for Twitter. Here we go. I went to this glorified burger chain that calls themselves bucket list burgers. That's fucking (laughs) where you can build your burger. This is set up like a Red Robin, but they don't have waiters or waitresses. Uh, see, that's always a bad. See, anytime there's not help like that, it, it's it's going to be a disaster. But anyway, okay, so it's set up like Red Robin, uh, but they don't have waiters or waitresses. So you wait in line like you're at McDonald's. Yeah, you're waiting in line with no help. Disaster written all over it. After about 10 minutes in line. Wow, that's fuck. I have six or seven. I'd have been like, yeah, we're leaving. Uh I ordered and sat and waited another 15 minutes. So you're 25 minutes in here. When this young kid with an eyebrow piercing came up and brought my food. Ugh. The fucking eyebrow piercing. That's... uh, I asked him for the ranch with a snarky, shitty attitude. He said, you have to pay for ranch. And he walked away. So basically, him saying, go fuck yourself, was in the subtext. Yeah, it was. That's ridiculous. I had to get up and wait in line again to pay for ranch because I wait, because I shouldn't have to do... Is that based on... Okay. Yeah, okay. So you're basically saying, because you had... To, so you shouldn't have to do that, that based on the restaurant's horrible policies. And there was a family of eight people in front of in front of me ordering their food which took almost 12 minutes i love how you know every minute 12 minutes because they weren't sure if they wanted pepper jack or fucking colby jack <laughs> meanwhile my food was getting cold and this little cunt kept looking up at me and uh, and i saw him smiling and talking to another cook who looked up and snickered unacceptable never again 
Yeah, that is, that's kind of like we had an unacceptable recently where somebody said that they ordered food, got there 25 minutes later when they were told the food would be ready for 20 minutes and then the kitchen opened and they saw that the order just got handed there because they forgot it. This is unacceptable, Jonathan. Um, first of all, paying for ranch dressing at a, at like, at a build your burger place is ridiculous. That could have been the unacceptable alone. The fact that you waited here now, it looks like 10 minutes then about 15 more minutes when some young kid with a piercing comes up to you. Then you got to wait 12 minutes to get your ranch dressing and they're snarky and kind of laughing at you and stuff. That is awful. You're right. It is a horrible policy and it's completely unacceptable. Uh, great unacceptable. And I hope that this bucket list burger, yeah, bucket list, bucket list is going to be, your new bucket list should be to fucking burn that place down. Oh my God. Every, do you notice that the majority of unacceptables lately are food? And because and, and, it's important. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, thank you, Jonathan. Uh, and I hope that, uh, you know, you would probably be like, man, I write this guy a fucking long letter or whatever, and he doesn't get back to me. Fuck him. Uh, no, I wanted to get back to you. So thank you for that. And guys, if you have stories like this, let me know. I'll read it, even if it's not on the Twitter or, you know, in the in the three that were picked for Twitter. Okay. So thank you. Those are the unacceptables from the fans. Let's get back to uh, to the show. And my unacceptable here, my unacceptable is this. Yesterday, I was at a birthday party for, um, well, some a classmate of my son. We went to his birthday party, and it was at a cool little Italian restaurant that um, was in an old neighborhood we used to live in. So we know the place very well, and the place has, um, you know, the place has, like, video games, and you could get tokens. It's actually, like, a nice little Italian restaurant. They got, like, great gelato, like the ices, ice cream, I should say, and they have all that stuff, and you could get a really nice dinner there, and then they have this off room for the kids to get tokens, and they could win stuff and all that stuff. Um... This is yesterday where the kid kind of moved my son's arm and actually said, I want to help you get this toy instead of just pushing my kid. So we're there yesterday and um, there was, I think, a couple of birthday parties. But the one that we were in, you know, were obviously the five-year-olds. We knew who they were and they were, I think they were a little younger. And then there were families eating in the restaurant or just hanging out. And there was this one family there and it looked seemed to be a nice enough couple, you know, um, two kids and the, and the mother and father, and the father, uh, was just sitting there, and, you know, guy had a shaved head, so I, I kind of liked him, or, or, or looked like I would like the guy, because, you know, he kind of looked like, you know, me, and he's just sitting there, and I'm walking, and I was going back and forth from the game room to the, um, to the party room, where they were having cake, and, you know, all kinds of pizza and shit, and one, at one moment, we're sitting over by the um, we're sitting over by the the games, and we hear, "Oh, we're gonna do cake now." So I was like, "All right, come on, buddy, let's go. We're gonna do cake now." Now, granted, mind you, I have my daughter who's two and my son who's, whose friend's birthday it was, and I'm alone. There's no mother-in-law. There's no sister. There's nobody there to help. It's just me. And I'm fine. I'm handling it, you know. I we I brought them, brought them there. I had to I made sure that they were good with the drinks. I had the whole thing going. Everything was good. I was watching my daughter. I knew some of the other parents there. Everything was going good. Actually, a nice time. Now I'm walking with my son, and I'm holding my son's shoulders, kind of like just like kind of waddling back to the thing, having a good time. And this asshole father, who was I guess trying to get back to his table, is behind me. And he's trying to get by. Now, it was packed. 
So I'm not trying to get by. I couldn't just make a beeline. Like I had to kind of maneuver my way. So I'm going kind of slow. So the guy's behind me and I realize that I'm keeping him up because I'm kind of walking with my five-year-old who's in front of me. And then I look back and realize I'm holding him up. So me being the nice fucking guy that I am again, go, oh man, I'm sorry. And he kind of just gave this look to the side like, man, hurry up. And I'm sitting there and I wanted to be like, dude, do you see me? Do you see me with two kids going to a party with kids? Do you see the amount of people here? You can't wait on extra four Mississippis to get to your fucking table, to get to your kids, you fucking asshole. For two seconds, you just can't wait. And I'm the nice guy again. I'm the nice guy again. You know what? I got to pause this because I got to charge this, but I'm coming right back. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. You can't wait two seconds. Okay, it it wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, first of all, let me, I'm going to say this, this is unacceptable, even if the place is empty and I'm just walking, having a good time with my son, holding my son's shoulders, I'm at a kid's place, okay, I could understand if I was in fucking Macy's shopping, if I was doing something where people need to get shit done, if I was in a mall, if I was on the street, if I was doing something like that, I'd be like, oh man, my bad or whatever. And I still said my bad or I'm sorry. And this guy's pissed off. We're at a baby fucking game room for, for babies. Okay. And this asshole, this entitled asshole's walking around like he's king shit. And he's like annoyed that like parents are with their little kids and shit. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you, you know, because his kids were all older. He had a couple of kids, I guess, that were like, I don't know, 8, 9, 10, 11, whatever they were. And so they were like just doing the thing. So like, so so some dude, me, is holding my five-year-old, you know, walking to this party. And because I held him up for fucking four seconds before he got to see, he kind of just looked annoyed. Fuck you. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. I swear to God, I need to have these moments where I turn around and just go, really, dude, are you really going to be that upset about this? You know, it's just because in the moment, I'm not thinking, okay, let's start a problem here at a kid's party. But like, you know, that guy needed a hot pizza right out of the oven to just be dumped on his fucking face or head. And while he's screaming in fucking heat. And then somebody just punching the middle of the dough while it's over his head. So the guy just got knocked the fuck out with hot sauce and cheese all over his dumb fucking shoulders. That's what this asshole needed. Get the fuck out of here, you and your fucking stupid cunty wife sitting there probably telling you to hurry up. Fuck you. Seriously, fuck you. I'm tired of this shit, man. I'm tired of people. I'm tired of people talking shit or acting like they're, you know, so entitled. Where are you going? We're at a we're in a baby game room, you dickhead. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to fucking pick my five-year-old up and run with him like I'm a tailback in an AFC championship game trying to get to the goal line when we're going to eat cake and shit? What would you have me do? How great would it have been if I just looked at him and said, what would you have me do, sir? Sorry. I, first of all, I apologize and said sorry, and then you're going to give an attitude. Should I pick my son up like he's a football and dive over a goal line into the next room because king asshole over here needs to get to his fucking wife and two snobby kids? And they look like rich snobs, you know, like boat shoe wearing assholes. That's what they looked like. You know, they looked, they just looked like, they just looked like they pulled up to this like Connecticut mansion and like, you know, the kid screamed because he got like, you know, the wrong Xbox game for breakfast or something. Fuck these people. Unacceptable. I'll go slower, asshole. How about that? I'll go slower next time. Fucking gonna act annoyed because I'm having fun with my son at a birthday party. Wake up and see your surroundings. See your environment, where you're at. 
see what's going on. We're not all adults here, you know, that need to get something done. We're not in the bullshit corporate world, wherever you're probably bossing people around or being a dick to. No, we're not there. Okay. We're at a baby party. Okay. So go sit down and shut your fucking mouth. Unacceptable. I just don't understand what, I don't understand what he was upset about when I apologized. Like I just looked and go, oh man, I'm sorry about that. And every cool dude, and I've said that before, and I'm sure the people listening to this right now have said to somebody else before, at, at one time or another, you've probably said to somebody, oh, I'm sorry. And they're like, no, are you kidding me? No problem. I got, I got two myself. Those are the cool people. Those are the people you want to associate yourself with. Oh, what are you, nuts? I got, ah, please, please, have fun. It's a birthday party. That's normal. That's what fucking unentitled you know, people who aren't shitheads do. Okay, but this fucking sweater around the neck wearing asshole had to do that. And it's just ridiculous. Like it's the it's it's what unacceptable is these these is this shit needs to be stopped. Should I run? Should I run 10 feet, sir? Would it be better if I ran 10 feet here? No, no, no. How about the no, 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 no. You know what? You're right. Let's back up and start over. I should have said that. Let's back up and start over. We're going to do it your way. We're going to do it your way. Lucas, daddy's going to pick you up from your torso and neck. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Because, no, no, no. Because King Asshole here needs to get over to his booth four seconds quicker than normal. Okay, so here's what daddy's going to do. I'm going to pick you up by your torso and neck fast, and it might hurt because we can't let this guy be upset. So here's what's going to happen. Daddy's going to do that, and, I, and I'm just going to fucking lunge us into this room. We're going to dive head first into this room, which has other little kids around, and balloons and shit, and cake may go flying, and pizza, and there's you know, people are going to look at us like, what the fuck are they doing? But you know what? This fucking asshole's going to be happy. Okay, he's going to feel good and his wife is going to see, wow, people get out of his way. And then he's going to feel good. Okay, so let's do that. You know, so, so sir, back up. No, 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 sir, back up 10 feet. We're going to do it your way. Back up 10 feet. Sir, I'll hit you if you don't back up 10 feet. We're going to do it your way and see if it fucking works. Okay, you yuppie cocksucker. That's what I should have done. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. And I think I want to say that his wife was like, she like she was sitting there and like she looked like she had a fucking attitude too. I don't know. Maybe I was just staring because I was pissed and they didn't like me. I don't know. But I, I, I'm just like, whatever. I think it's unacceptable. Clearly unacceptable. I'm going to make Verzi Effect listeners a promise right now. There will be a story because I'm getting there and it's, there will be a story on the show. And I'm not going to do it for the sake of the show. Because I'm on edge and I've been meaning to do it. But there's going to be something where I actually do say something and, and, and things are going to get crazy and I cannot wait to talk about it on the show. And I, it's going to take a lot. It may not happen this year. It may not happen. It may not happen next year. But there will be a time where something happens so unacceptable that there is something that goes down or, or something is said. And, and that's, that's, that's the thing to do, you know. That's the thing to do because you know something people do back down and when somebody gets called out for their bullshit, I think that they shut down and they understand it. It's almost like people are like children and when a child pushes and pushes and pushes and knows it's bad, but if they could get away with it, they do it. Adults are no different. They do the same shit. Like for example, that story about the guy want to have to pay ranch. 
you know, having to pay ranch and now they're snickering. If he would have just went up and be like, dude, first of all, like you guys are laughing. Like you guys are, first of all, you have an eye piercing. You understand it? You have an eye pier- You've already lost at life. You have an eye piercing. Okay, or an eyebrow piercing while you're in the workplace. If you had any fucking respect for yourself, or if you weren't going to be in fucking jail or working at Home Depot the rest of your life, you would have at least had the fucking common decency to unscrew that stupid ball that's over your eye and been able to fucking feed some, uh, you know, serve somebody their food like a respectful, normal human being, not like some goddamn convict-looking jerk. Okay, number one, you're wearing an ear, you have an eye piercing, so you already lost, understand that. That's why you're standing in a place that is basically, you know, people can serve themselves or whatever, but you're, you're here because you're, you're a fucking chimpanzee. Okay, number one. Number two, this place sucks so bad that it takes 30 minutes and then I got to pay for ranch. Do you think me or anybody I know is ever going to come here again? I just want to tell you, you lost at life. Okay, I want you to look in your rear view mirror on your way home and look at that fucking little thing dangling over your head on your face and go, oh my God, what am I doing with myself? And then go put on the fucking fuse network and cry to yourself. People need to be called out, dude. I'm, I'm done. I, I don't know. I'm just fucking done. That's why I'm a comedian. That's why I get on stage because at least I can fucking talk about this shit. And get this out. Because I know other people want to talk about it. And they can't. And they just get frustrated. And this is what will make somebody snap. Alright, I'm done. That's it. That's it for unacceptable. Moving on to sports. This is episode 163. This has just been... I had no idea. You know what? I had coffee. I felt good. I felt calm. I wanted to talk about lunches today. I was literally going to talk about lunches. I was like, ah, what's a good lunch? You know, tuna sandwich with some chips. or I like sushi, anything. At t- I, I had like this nice, you know, we're going to talk about food. And then I just, I, I started with how, how people talk to your kids. And then the whole thing just went to hell with the unacceptables and people doing that. So, whatever. I guess you'll skip this podcast <laughs> if you're in a really happy mood. Uh, be like, you know what? I got to get pissed and then listen to this. I'll listen Wednesday when I'm really upset. Moving on to sports, everybody. Um, Here we go. You guys are the best. Um, Triple crown attempt failed at the Belmont. I was a couple hours debating that day if I was going to go. My buddy Jason Lawhead is in town. And uh, we were doing shows and running around. I'm running around the city working on a a short set. And uh, Lawhead is spending a couple of months in New York. And we got the all-in tour on the East Coast now. So... That's going to be hitting uh, starting this week uh, again back on this weekend in Jersey. I'll talk about that after with the plugs. But uh, we were like, hey, man, we got to go to the Triple Crown. It's a beautiful day. Let's go. And uh, for whatever reason, I didn't. I just decided to hang out. I was chilling out on my deck, relaxing. It was like sunny and nice out. We were just, and I was like, I don't feel like, you know, driving to Long Island or getting on a train, 130,000 people, you know, it's going to be a shit show and then he didn't do it so I'm kind of glad that I didn't go but you know that horse had some attitude I I don't really blame the jockey there's been some times where the jockey breaks the horse too early at Belmont um this one I thought gave it waited waited and had him in position and then I felt like when the horse went to go do it I just felt like the horse just didn't have it in the tank with that long of a track so that sucked it would have been cool to see but that's it 1978 the year I was born, Affirm did it. 
Affirm did it in uh, 78. Secretariat 73, Affirm in 78. Looks like they got to wait again. Uh, one thing that I have to talk about on this podcast, and this is actually groundbreaking sports news on my podcast, on the Verzi Effect right now, but I am officially in with hockey. Hockey is the shit. The other night I was laying in bed and I watched like so much of the end of the, so much of the game. I think a period, an overtime period, a third period. I watched like almost an entire hockey game. Um, just not the beginning of it, but I watched the Rangers Kings game too, and I got so into it and, and really upset. Like when the Rangers lost, I'm not even a hockey fan. I'm not a Rangers fan and I'm getting there. Hockey is the shit. It really is like hockey is just, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you watch it and you're like, oh my God, like everything is on the line. I don't know how the fuck people are keeping it together. Cause like at least basketball, you get like a sense to go, okay, they're going to shoot now. Are they going to score hockey? You never know when they're going to shoot. You never know if they're going to score. It happens so quick. So if you're into it, you're just like, oh my God, like this is nuts. This is nuts. Like if my team scores right now, we win. If we don't, like it's sudden death, but it can happen any time. You know, basketball, you know, a team hits a three, the other team's got to go down and shoot a three, and you kind of know it's going to have, if it goes in, great, and you anticipate it, but like hockey, anything could happen. Like a guy could be about to score, but then it gets, you know, stolen and some crazy shit, a fight breaks out, or these guys fall, it's, it's insane. So I'm in, I love it, I'm watching it tonight, game three, I'm in. And uh, I think what I'm going to do next year is just pick a hockey team. I mean, or I mean, I shouldn't say pick one because I live in New York, but I'm just going to watch it because I'm into it. I just think it's a great sport, and I think it's a sport that um, took me 35 years to get, but I'm starting to get it. Uh, as far as the basketball finals go, um, the NBA, you know, I mean, two NBA Hall of Famers missed two foul shot, four foul shots total in in the, late in the fourth quarter. Can't happen. The Miami Heat and LeBron James, even with how great LeBron James played last night, would be down 2-0 if, you know, Tony Parker hits two foul shots and then Tim Duncan gets up and hits two foul shots. And let's say, fine, they always don't hit them all. You got to hit two of the three or three of them. So if they hit two, that would have tied the game. But you miss four in a row, both Hall of Famers, you know, you can't do it against the champs. You just can't do it. You had every opportunity. They lost 98-96 at home. LeBron James played phenomenal, got 35 points, all that stuff, and and you could have won the game. And instead, you know, you miss four foul shots and you just miss a ton of shots down the stretch and Miami comes and hits big threes and, you know, you you slacked on defense. So that, that looks really bad. I still like the Spurs. If the Spurs do what they can do, it just I don't understand what's going on here. Then the series goes back to Miami, but you know. We'll see. I don't think that uh you could say one way or another, like, oh well the heat are back and there you know, somebody was like, Oh, heat and five after that. It's like, no, you can't say that. Not against them. First of all, you know, Miami had home court last year and almost lost in in, in six and then that heartbreaker fucking totally took the Spurs out of game seven. But I, I think this is still a series. I think Popovich needs to make some adjustments. I think if the Spurs can get one game in Miami and then still have game five and seven in uh San Antonio, they got a real shot to win it win it, but you can't miss four fouls shots in a row I think that that was that was the changer with that uh Yankees I haven't seen shit movies I have not really 
seen anything um, just because just have it and just watching shit with my kids. I am going to take my son to see how to train a dragon too, though next week. And, um, and that's pretty much it. I, yeah, I did want to talk about lunches. So, uh, I guess that now would be a weird time to, uh, <laughs> to do so. <laughs> if I just got all happy and I'm like, let's talk about super sada and let's talk about what do you like? Do you like soups or salads or both on a Saturday afternoon? I, I just, you know, but I will tell you something that I am happy about, everybody. Something that has less venom and fire in it. And what that is, is this weekend, the all-in tour. Bill Burr presents the Monday... No, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast presents the all-in tour with myself, Jason Lawhead, and Joe Bartnick. And we are hitting one of the best rooms on the East Coast in New Brunswick, New Jersey, the Stress Factory. Vinnie Brands, The Stress Factory in New Brunswick. It's a great room. It's a room I've been going to once a year for probably, wow, since, what, 07? Yeah, going on seven, eight years now. And uh, this is the first time I'm headlining well, or co-headlining. But it, it's going to be a great time. And um, we're looking forward to it, guys. Come out. Come out to the shows. Uh, if the numbers are anything like the seven shows we did out in Cleveland, which is another great room, um, it's going to be a great time. It, it's going to be a great time anyway, but you know, tickets, uh, weekend tickets should, I, there, there's definitely should be some tickets left for the weekend. I know there are definitely tickets left for Thursday. So, uh, pick some up. We're going to have a great time. We're looking forward to it. The shows are always awesome. Each of us bringing something different and, um, it's a, just a great venue. So if you're in that area or not too far, come down and, uh, you will really, uh, you'll enjoy it. You really will enjoy it. Uh, other than that, after the Stress Factory Sunday, so if you can't make the Stress Factory Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, we are at Helium in Philadelphia, one night only, this Sunday, Father's Day, June 15th. So come down to that if you're a little more south of that. You just, just say, eh, you know, you have your choice because New Brunswick and Philly aren't too far. But uh, if you're a little more south of New Brunswick, hey. No worries. We will be over getting a cheesesteak over in... Actually, I'm not getting a cheesesteak because I'm eating good and I'm losing weight. The nice thing is I went down to the club and all my friends over at the stand were like, man, what are you doing? You look trim. You're losing weight. I am trimming down. I'm done with this shit. And this time it's for real. Like I've been having uh, like one cup of yogurt for lunch every day. Like I'm just fuck. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm just done. I'm done eating like a fat shit. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. You know, you, you try to do good. You're like, well, I stopped. No, I'm done. I'm not drinking beer. I'm not drinking liquor. I'm not drinking any alcohol. I'm not drinking soda. I'm not eating that much dairy. I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. Low, low carbs. You know, that's why probably I'm exhausted and on edge. And I'm screaming about guys who want me and my son to get out of his way. But that really pissed me off. Uh, so we got New Brunswick this weekend, uh, 12 through 14. We got Philadelphia on the 15th. And then uh, I will be uh, local. I'll be in New York City doing spots uh, at my favorite clubs, uh, my home clubs, Stand Up New York. I will be at The Stand, and I'll be running around the city at other spots because I'm working on a short um, set. So check those out, uh, paulverzi.com. We'll have all the updated dates. And you can uh, follow me on Twitter at paulverzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. Please leave your comments. Get me on Facebook. You could like my Facebook fan page, which I'm trying to get more involved in. Uh, so do that. 
And again, guys, thank you so, so much for listening. And thank you so, so much for the um, iTunes comments and all the stuff. If you want to see the Verzi Effect and how it's doing, you can check out. Go to iTunes and look and read the reviews. Because the reviews are in, folks. And the show is growing and getting better. And um, I love it. And I, I, I really, you, you guys know, man. Verzi Effect fans coming out, man. You guys came out in Cleveland big time. And I'm hoping to see more of you guys out in New Jersey. So let me know. Um, and that's it. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. This is episode 163. Um, don't talk to another person's children the wrong way. Get well soon to uh, Tracy Morgan, Artie Fuqua, um, and any, anybody else who um, was in that horrible, horrible uh, crash, which actually was near New Brunswick, I believe. Um, but anybody, you know... Um, Thoughts and condolences. Rest in peace to Jimmy Mack. And I'm um, glad my buddy Harris Stanton got out of there. And, and I just hope that everybody who was involved uh, can recover quickly and get back to uh, being with their families and doing what they love. So that's the show, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Until episode um, 164, I am out of here. I will talk to you guys soon and hopefully see you at a show. Take care. <laughs>